And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gents. This is your boy Casanova from Orlando, Florida, on this awesome international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs, episode 11. And today's topic is whose shoulders do you stand on that helps or helps you to be the person that you are? You know surely who is here at Casa Casanova participating in today's recording as well as the type of wine I am drinking. So ladies and gents, let's get this party started. Let's go. Okay, ladies and gents, has been a long time. They are back here, and as you know, my episode comes just once a week, so it has been a long time. So let's get this party started. And but before I jump right on topic. We have here my great friend, the lovely Melody, at Casa Casanova. So please go ahead, my darling, and introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Melody. I'm from the great city of Winter Haven, Florida, out of Polk County, home of many greats. I'm happy to be here with you all today, and thank you for listening in. I hope you enjoy, and let's have a good time. All right, let's have a good time. So, ladies and gents, let's talk about the wine of the day. Melody does not drink wine, so I have the whole bottle for myself. That's outstanding. I love it. I'm not sharing today. <laughs> so today, ladies and gents, the wine is a Menage a Trois, is a Pinot Noir, 2018, and according to the label in the back, the, this Menage a Trois Pinot Noir ignites the romance with our silk, smooth Pinot Noir made with grapes from a trio of top California-grown regions in a lush, fruit-forward style. It's utterly irresistible. Bright cherries mingle with sultry violets and hints of toasty oak in a delicious low gem of palates. The alcohol percentage of this wine is 13.5. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a good the way I love it. So let me taste it and you're going to start jumping right on topic. All right, ladies and gents, let's do some work. And I'd like to start this discussion today based on a poem that I founded. And the poem goes by, as I quote, Those on whose shoulders we are standing, those whose shoulders sacrifice has been made, those whose shoulders have been gone on before us, Those whose heavy debts has been paid. Those on, those on whose shoulders we are stand on. Made their foundations to endure. Trusted in one who could lead them. Their highest dreams to secure. 
those on whose shoulders we are standing never lost sight of the goal, never subverted the purpose, never relinquished the soul. Those on whose shoulders we are standing honored the truth of their claims, gave us our future with their victories, loaned us the power of their names. Those on whose shoulders we are standing beat us our work to begin, urging us gently towards our vision, showing us the prize we must win. Those whose shoulders we are standing brightening our journey with their love, bearing us up with the witness, beneath, beside, above. Ladies and gents, this poem was written by Martin Chandler and recited by Vonetta McGee and Malcolm Jamal Warner at the first Black Filmmaker Hall of Fame in Oakland, California in 1989 for which was written. This poem was also recited before Reverend Dr. Paul Smith delivered his sermon at the Lewinsville Presbyterian Church on March 10, 2019. If you'd like to get a copy of it or watch Dr. Reverend Smith's sermon, who showed us we are standing, please go to www.lewinsville.org website. Another interesting article that I found and published on this website called www.huffpost.com on February 25th of 2014, an update and December 6, 2017, entitled Seven Cultures That Celebrate Aging and Respect, Respect Their Elders. Number one is the Greek culture. Old age is honored, celebrated, and respected for elders is central to the family. Number two, the Native American elders passed down their knowledge as well. Some African nations have the same tradition of passing knowledge to young generations. Number three is Korea. The elders are highly respected. Number four, in China, children care for their parents in old age as well keep the tradition of honoring and contacting their dead ancestors. In India, number five, elders are the head of the family. Number six, in African-American communities, death is seen as opportunity to celebrate life. And number seven is the ancient Rome. Elders were a precious, a precious resource, and also would like to add the Mexican and the Latin culture honor the dead ancestors. One example of this is the movie called Coco, that gives a great, great description of the Mexican culture and the Aldea de los Muertos. So, ladies and gents, on this. Note, I'm going to take a quick, quick break, and when I come back, I have a little more information about this topic of the day. So your boy Casanova is returning shortly on the lovely melody here in the house.
right, ladies and gents, we are back. And as we return to block two, some of you may be wondering the reason why the cultures mentioned on block one keep in such high regard the elder and dead ancestors. According to an article written by Gogol, Tule, and Gane, entitled, Why We Honor the Ancestors. And I quote, whether we hear it or not, the ancestors still speak to us from where they are in our dreams and in our conscious of our daily lives. The wisdom to pass on to us spiritually. We are the ancestors and they are us. There is a lot of power on our side. Listen, they will speak. The author also mentioned the three important three important points. Number one, we honor the ancestors because we are connected. Number two, we honor the ancestors because what we need to heal is started long before us. And number three, we honor the ancestors because there is a, there is wisdom to reclaim that vibrates with us. Gogo Tula Ngane is a traditional healer, a priestess, and a medicine woman. If you look, if you like to read more about the entire article, you can find it on the website called www.wakeup-world.com. And once again, the article's title is Why We Honor the Ancestors. So, okay, now, after listening to all I read, I have a question for you, my lovely Melody. Okay. Whose shoulders do you stand on? Well, that is a very good question, and it can go, I believe, a lot of directions. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go way back to, you know, talking about our ancestors, or we can start... Um, in the immediate, like in the right now, as far as parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts. Um, so I would have to first talk about who I am, mm-hmm. where I am today, um, and basically who had the most impact. So a lot of kids, as you know, today are influenced by their peers. Um, even if we are teaching them right from wrong and passing down that knowledge, they're not taking it in, I feel, as if the older generation is. So I think it stops at the millennials who, and we we have some very woke millennials, and, some, <laughs> and so the generation after that. There uh-huh. are some, but me speaking from a parent and coming from a broken household where my father went to prison early on and mm-hmm. and seeing my mom sacrifice so much I would have to first say from the surface my mother okay because she had four children all of us come from the same father and how we were raised and seeing the sacrifices she's made I would say that would have to be the first thing I would say is the the person the shoulders I'm standing on that made mm-hmm. that helped me to be who I am today the mother that I am today the worker that I am today my mom has been on her job over 30 years wow the same job and she's just you know went to different elevated to different yes promotions and you know getting skills and things like that so 
first and foremost my mother that is a tough woman you know my unfortunately my my dad is still in prison so at the age of like seven or eight you know our home was broken and my father went to prison with a two-life sentence and Whoa. i seen her pick up from there and just like raise us and not even give excuses i remember going on a field trip that I knew my mom couldn't afford but she didn't want that she didn't want her child to be the only child that stayed behind in school okay that still resonates with me the type of sacrifices knowing she used her last that was the money that she needed to get to work for gas the rest of the week mm. so seeing that I think definitely helped me to be like you know what no matter what happens uh, I, I still can get through this. I still can push through. And it, it just really helped me to be like, you know what? It doesn't matter what happens. My mom made it happen with four kids. And, and until she found her, her second husband, mm -hmm. I can do anything. Um, and, and that was a woman who did not finish high school. Whoa. My mom didn't get her high school diploma until later in life. <laughs> so she, when she had... When she was raising us, my mom left school on an eighth grade education, but she was able to push through, mm -hmm. you know, and, and still make a life and a living for us to where on the outside, you really couldn't tell that we were living in poverty, you know, a two bedroom apartment, four kids, you know, one side bunk bed on the other, another bunk side for the boys, two mm -hmm. for the girls, because it's four of us. Um, but then we have to think about where most of the kids get there influence now tv right. celebrities movie stars so then i would have to say the things that i've seen over the years whether it be in the history book as okay. little as they put in there about african americans the little bit the smidget right. you know we only learn about the the main people you know uh you know uh george washington carver uh martin luther king rosa parks malcolm even malcolm x we don't even learn about that much but now that those are being resurfaced, I would say learning more about those people, those heroes, watching the movie, seeing the books and the memoirs come out. Now more than ever, I think as an African-American woman, those stories and being able to research for myself the history of those individuals are also the shoulders I stand on. And it makes me proud, like even taking out, you know, Black women, we love our hair, taking mm -hmm. out my braids and wearing my natural hair. I mean, and feeling proud to go in public, whereas we used to think yeah, that shame, our right? hair was not yes. good enough. Yes. So yes. even when I walk out there, I'm, I'm, I feel confident, okay, to put on an African headband or something like that and feel confident in who I am and, and, and what I do. So education and seeing people that look like me uh, even Barack Obama, Michelle Obama speak so eloquently and really not stoop to individuals level when they, like she said, when they go low, we go well, high. I think about that when someone takes digs and people say, well, Melody, how, how do you, how did you handle that? I said, well, you know, I saw this person representing themselves well and not act the way they think that we well, should. Push, yes, push you act the yeah. way, I agree, so, yes. I used to be ashamed of the way that I talked. I used to get picked at as a little girl, mm -hmm. um, even in high school, saying, oh, you talk white. I didn't realize until later, later in my 20s, I'm in my 30s now, that mm -hmm. they were 
misguided. Absolutely, so, absolutely, I agree with you 100% on that note. Exactly, so it's like, that means, I mean I speak proper English, you know, I do speak a little slang and I can be country at mm -hmm. times, but when I do, it's okay, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. So hearing speakers, even the uh, recently departed, you know, Chadwick, you know, uh, it's just like, well, you know, he spoke very, very well for himself, mm -hmm. did very well, and I think it's people like that, even for the generation now, they're going to stand on his shoulders. Absolutely. You know, and even Denzel Washington, who he said helped him pay through school, he stood on his shoulders. So we all stand on somebody's shoulders. It depends on what influence where we go so if I was a race car driver or a motocross racer you know I'm from Polk County so I would say James Stewart you know I have a little nephew who is in motocross but James Stewart is a a black professional motocross racer he stands on his shoulder so now he goes out and say you know what James Stewart looked like me I can do it and things like that but it's who's rooting in your corner who do you see doing what you want to do or what you aspire to do that makes you proud and go after that. So we can go a whole, either direction with that. <laughs> but it's so many people, so many influences that we can't even give it to one person. We have to give it to several individuals that had significant impact at different times in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree with you 100%, but also, I go even deeper than that. Yeah, you There can. is that I say, uh, let me go deep right now. Let okay. me go really deep go ahead, right now. Let, deep. Yes, let's go deep. <laughs> the reason that I say that is because, of course, when you're born, our first reference is going to be our family. Yeah. Who is around us? Yeah. And who, who are the people raising us? Mm -hmm. You know, and takes takes a village. You know, when I was growing up. And now I have my mother, but my mother had friends that even though you're not bloody, mm -hmm. blood related, right. you have an extended family That's right. that were there yeah. to help my mother and also to guide me some kind of different way to put me on check. Mm -hmm. But that's the immediate family. But to me, it's go even deeper. Oh, yeah. And when I say it's go even deeper, it's because through the slave trade, our connection to our ancestry yes. has been erased mm -hmm. because as I read the name of different nations that honor their ancestry, they also know who they are, mm -hmm. you know, because they did not suffer. Now they have enslaved in Europe that but was not to the extent that we black people suffered, mm -hmm. you know, so they can refer, so I know if you go back to African nation, they can connect their, I'm a Zulu, I'm a Uganda, whatever mm -hmm. they are because they're connected. Right. I have a good friend of mine that she, she loves music. Okay. Music is her thing. She loves singing. She always humming and singing. That music. sounds like me. That's the thing, you know. And she recording. Now she's working on her recording. That's awesome. She did the background singing for a lot of people, you know. And she finally decided to do her African ancestry. Oh yeah. Yes. And she had a party 
you know, her name is Rhonda Ross. Rhonda, if you listen to this, I'm talking about you, sugar. <laughs> I miss you, you know, but she did the African uh, ancestry okay. and basically break down exactly and pin pinpoint exactly where her ancestry come from. And guess what? The ancestry that she come from, they are connected to music. Music wow, is their thing. That's crazy. So, yeah. and then like I said, oh, it connects the dot. Yeah. I said, oh my God, now I know who sense. I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the point. When I say who should you stand on is because the previous generations from the motherland, uh -huh. that's our connection. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that thing has been erased. Yeah. So right now, moving forward, we brought to different lands. Everything has been raised. Our language has been raised. Yeah. Our religion, that where you come from, has been raised. Our yeah. cultural connection, everything has been raised. Yeah. So now you have a generation of our lost souls yeah. because you try to identify what exactly. society put as what is what's the right thing to do right. and what's the beauty. You know, your yeah. natural hair is not beauty. Your hair needs to be flat, like. The European Caucasian woman. Yeah. That's how, that's beauty. You know, your full lips. No, mm -hmm. no. You need that a paper cut <laughs> lips. That's beauty. That is stand up beauty. Yeah. Your flat behind the IHOP, the, the pancake booty. That's the, <laughs> that's the standard now because that's beauty. Yeah. You know, yeah. your, your natural beauty. That's no, your full lips. That's not cute. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and this, this affect our cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, because for centuries, uh, no, 10, 20, 30 years, 100, 200 years, all well, you heard that who you are is not beauty. Right. So, and, and it caused the cycle of the generations of how we raised the family because, go back to slavery, we could not have a family because then a snap of a finger, now the units that should be called a family could be sold on the as the master decide to do yeah you know so we lost that connection of our ancestry right. and to me it's very important and hopefully by before this end the year end i definitely want to do my african ancestry yes I've i need to do i need to do with my friends you as know well. i need to do because i need to, to connect the dots and see who Casanova where in Africa I really literally come from. Yeah. You know, down because to the, the tribe. The, down to the, the village or whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever that I come from, that my ancestor came before I got on that cruise ship, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, before I get that cruise ship, I need to find out and I need to know. Yeah. You know, I need to know to get this right. And I don't have a shame. And it took a while for me too mm -hmm. to be connected to my African ancestry because even though born in Brazil, I have that mixed family that helped my mother, you know, but I saw also the discrimination of being a black person, mm -hmm. you know? So it was hard for me to have my connection because I do, I do not have any referral. Right. You know, which way do I go? Right. You know, is my head going down my nose? You know, mm -hmm. it's just like, it's a very conflict 
especially when you grow up in that environment, mm -hmm. they'll try to figure out who you are, yeah. you know, and the standards about beauty mm -hmm. and where you fit in in society. Right. Why you live in a society that does have no time for you. Right. You know, everything has been shut down. Yeah. You're here to basically to be a property and to be in servant to somebody. Right. That's basically. why I don't understand when they say, oh, go back to where you came from. Well, unless you're Native American. Exactly. That's a part of you too, homeboy. Yeah. I mean, are you, like I told before, are you a, a Blackfoot? Are you a Navajo? Are you right. a Cherokee? And as, as a matter of fact, let me tell you something. This is why... In the African-American community, we have family reunions. I went to a family reunion about four years ago, four uh -huh. or five years ago, and they did a whole PowerPoint presentation, I think, and I found out that I was Blackfoot Indian on my wow. father's side. And as I looked around the room at these people I never saw before, I was like, okay, now it makes sense, right? It makes sense, <laughs> you know, because I have very fair-skinned individuals with very uh, long, thick hair and freckles, and you know, they they have this very native um, Indian look because you know of my ancestors way back, however mm -hmm. long, you know, repopulating or you know reproducing with the Native Americans. And they became, you know, known in this area. They took us in. So the story that I was given is that they, when we were brought here from our motherland, um, that was a safe place. We were accepted and we kind of mingled and reproduced um, with this tribe. It starts with, it was a whole uh, presentation on it. And I was like, okay, I can, I can see that. I, I definitely uh, want to know more. Um, but, you know, like they used to say back in the days, whenever slavery and they had slaves, they said, if you don't want a black man to know anything of who he is, put it in a book. Because they didn't want us to read. So that's why when they found out that a slave knew how to read, they would mark them. Mm. Because that kind of made us, to them, dangerous. Um, because of the influence that we can have on the other slaves and things like that. So when you're talking about going deep, you know, it's even those slaves and, and those ancestors from this land that made that brave attempt to learn more, mm -hmm. to find out what is going on and how the the information that was hidden in these books what they didn't want us to know that would empower us to really discover who we are and what we are capable of exactly. that they tried to silence so even that um those ones that sacrificed their lives to do that mm -hmm. are the shoulders that we also stand on as well i agree 100 with you and because even though even though without a decent education within the boundaries of slavery, we succeed mm -hmm. because Africans, the slaves, now became carpenters. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn that particular skill. Mm -hmm. They became blacksmiths mm -hmm. and so forth, and different professionals, they have to learn that certain skills, you know, 
to succeed and to be in the pleasure of the, the master because if a great carpenter, now I can rent you to go to such and such plantation right. and do your job right. and with the, you know, the fruits of your labor, I get the money. Right. Beside being a regular field Negro or house Negro. Right. You know, so that's another thing too. But without, even though with that, we're still progressing in our knowledge of what, how we can survive. Right. You know? Exactly. So I think it would be safe to say that the even we have a long ways to go. And it, even though it seems like it's starting all over again with this whole racism and division and things like that the progress that was made even from simple as voting and things like that in the civil rights movement mm -hmm. which it still seems like it's going on it's never ending but even making those um those milestones i would say gave us the courage um to stand on their shoulders because they opened up that pathway mm -hmm. uh, to where we can vote next month you know um to where we can hold certain positions that's why companies like larger companies even small companies now have diversity and inclusion programs because somebody made a, a, a fuss about it and pressed the issue and was not afraid to speak up those people um even in that situation mm -hmm. are the shoulders that we stand on and it's still not over yet it's, it's not, not it's not got a long way it's to not go. over until the i have a college person preference a dr bernadette holmes PhD and she always says now over to the fat lady sings. Yeah. So you still have a whole lot you know, are you better off off often off than where you were? Hey, I say hey because the struggle <laughs> no the struggle is real. Yeah. You know, you have some progress. Yeah. But it's still not you now for you say voting. It's ridiculous mm -hmm. that we still have People in government that try to prevent my rights yeah. to vote. Yeah. Because they know yeah. if the majority that had been waking in all aspects of society had now they are woke mm -hmm. and they say, you know what? My vote can change things. Mm -hmm. Because if I vote, you know, I can I have the power. And that's this Reverend Reverend Barber in North Carolina. He has this poor, poor people project, mm -hmm. you know, because what he decided to do for years now is make a connection of all people. Because if you're poor, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, you're poor. Mm -hmm. So our struggle is the same. That's right. So I want you to understand that we're all on the same page, regardless of the color of your skin. That's right. So if I do not vote for people that has our interest, right? Then I'm gonna change. They may be going to use you mm -hmm. and going to bamboozle you That's right. to say, hey, you know what? He's black. You are you white? So you know, vote for this here. But my, I don't have no interest because you're still poor. That's right. You don't have no money. I just want your vote, but you you cannot hang out with me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in the same part, no, same level. You're here. You I just want to vote, but you cannot be, you know, with me. That's right. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it goes farther and farther. You know, sweetheart, go ahead and tell me your final thoughts. 
Well, just that even you and I, what we do from here on out will be of influence, hopefully, um, and, and someone down the road, whether our kids, our mm-hmm. grandkids, whatever, will be somehow in some form telling someone how they are standing on our shoulders. So even though we can go back to ancestors, all the way back to civil rights movement and those people, and even up to recently in Barack Obama, even ourselves, what we do and what they see, just like I watched my mom, mm-hmm. what we do now also influences even kids that are not related to us and people that are not related to us they will use that and see that and we can impact to where they will say you know what i'm standing on his shoulders i'm standing on her shoulders so don't stop right it keeps going (laughs) it's a stair you know stair stepper all right ladies and gents my final thoughts that now who shoulder i stand on i stand on the shoulders of my African ancestors who were robbed of their freedom, religion, way of life, and traditions. I stand on the shoulder of my African ancestors who were put in shackles, beaten, kidnapped from their homes, treated worse than animals, those that had their human dignity stripped away. I stand on the shoulders of my African ancestors who during the trans- transatlantic slave trade fought back the oppressors or chose the bottom of the sea as a better option than being a slave in a strange land. Fast forward, I stand on the shoulders of my mother, Rosa Gonçalves da Silva, who raised me with help of others who I considered my extended family. I stand on the shoulders of Dr. Bernadette J. Holmes, Ph.D., at Norfolk State University, one of my favorite favorite professors from the sociology department, as well Professor James Brown from the African American History and Professor of Military Science and retired Colonel Nicholas Anthony at the Army ROTC program who were pivotal mentors and who I learned so much during my university years. All of them contribute in some shape or form to make the man that I am. I stand tall, proud, without any shame of the skin that I am in. All right, ladies and gents, on that note, I'd love to thank my lovely friend, Melody to be here participating on this podcast as well. All of you listening to this great and international podcast. Please share it, share it, share it with all your friends and family. Good one and great laughs is coming from the bottom, moving all the way to the top, aiming to reach the number one spot. Once again, ladies and gents, this is your boy Casanova. Please be safe, be kind, and be blessed. I will see you next week. Let's get out of here. All right, my darling, thank you very much. I appreciate you to participate on this podcast. You know, has been great. It's great. You know, I appreciate you very much. Thank you for having me. Okay, my darling. <laughs> Holding my girl, suck up up as get this Coming from the bottom, moving straight to the top Coming with the pull up for the number one spot Pushing my back like a push I want the push